Hey peeps, I'm Michelle. Hey, it's Kat. Hey everyone, I'm Natalie. Hey, what up? It's Faith. Hey, it's Lori. Hey, Sydney. And this is the Red Lips and Mic Drops podcast. Red lips and mic drops, big hips and lip gloss. I'm talking issues and our thoughts. The world's unfair, so let's talk. Hello, friends. Welcome to a new episode of Red Lips and Mic Drops. Let's yeah. get this started. Kat, where are you at with that wheel, girl? We're coming. Why am I always in charge of this? Okay. Because you're, you, you look most like Vanna me. White, clearly. You are Vanna White. We're ready. We're ready. Here we go. Hopefully it's something good. I can't wait to see what we get. Betty, stop. My dog does not like it. She's over it. Oh. Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, this is a good one. I support this topic. All right, take it away. All right, we've got imposter syndrome today. Ladies, let's start off with, I'm going to go in order. So the person to the right of me is Natalie. So Natalie, what do you want to say? Your your first take on imposter syndrome. I think it's something that everybody deals with in their life Mm -hmm. at Mm -hmm. some point or another. Like I think you don't have to own a business to deal with imposter syndrome. And I know we see a lot on social media, especially now about imposter syndrome and and not to let that get to you or your businesses. But I think at some point in your life, you're going to deal with that because you're going to get into something that you might be really good at and you didn't realize you were good at it. And somebody else might not either acknowledge that of you or might make you feel bad that you're good at that. And then it starts to get you questioning yourself. Does that make sense? And sometimes that can be family, friends, and they don't even mean to. Um, but I think back to a time in my life where I was doing something and I remember somebody in my family said, oh, you're, you're good at that. And just that, <laughs> just that conversation was like, what do, you, what do you mean? Yeah, I'm good at that. Oh, I had no idea. And because those people didn't see you in that light, it made me doubt myself. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, there's so much to say on imposter syndrome, but my first take is that I feel that every single person at some point in their life will battle it. Um, and then to know that that's a natural thing to battle and to learn, and we can get into that whole conversation not to let yourself succumb to that um, so that you stop yourself. You get, you can sabotage yourself with that imposter syndrome in your businesses or your life or your relationships. And so getting to that point where that doesn't happen to you. And, but I want people to know that it's normal. So. Yeah. Such That's a good first point. take. Thank you, yeah. Natalie. That's great. Now, Michelle, I'm really interested to hear the psychological point of view of imposter syndrome, because we all think we know what it is, but please drop some knowledge. Tell us what it really is. Okay. Natalie was right on. So um, imposter syndrome is just our psychological process. Like it is our negative internal voice that tells us that we aren't something, even despite our talent in that area, our um, training, licensing in that area, something that I actually went through as a new psychologist, uh, even though I went through 10 years of school, became licensed by the state, my first client that walked through the door in my private practice, I think I probably almost had a heart attack because I just knew 
she would see right through me. She could tell that I was a new psychologist, that I didn't know what I actually knew. And so that the imposter syndrome is just our negative self-talk that kind of takes front and center and takes over all your own abilities. Um, and people will come and tell you like, oh, you're so great. Uh, Kat probably could speak to that too, of being on camera that people are like, wow, you look like a natural. And you're like, oh my God, if you only knew. And so it makes it really hard for us, any person out there um, in our area of expertise that we see someone else looks like they're crushing the game. And we're like, oh my God, I could never be as great as that person. But we only see what's happening on the outside we don't know what's happening on the inside. So sometimes we get like pushed back and we can't really get into ourselves because they make it look so easy, but they just have a good poker face. So that's kind of my take on the imposter syndrome. It really sucks. I think the more in depth you get into your career, uh, the higher you climb the chain the more prevalent it pops out, yes. the more um, yes. exposed you are, the more yes. in the public eye you are, the more you're going to experience it. Absolutely. Well, that's, that's fun to look forward to. Lori. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Lori, what do you have? I, well, actually, Lori, I'm really interested to hear from your side because I know traditionally you're very analytical and data-driven. So do you experience imposter syndrome even though you have the facts oftentimes right in front of you? Oh yeah. All the time, all the time. Um, it really hit me when I first got into the online space because it was such a foreign, it was such foreign territory for me because it had always been corporate for so long. And then moving into the online space, I still knew how to do the things like setting up systems, doing processes, managing a team. All of those things were still a knowledge base that I had, it was just a switch to the online world, which the fears sink in and all of those things. And a coach that I worked with talked about flipping the script on imposter syndrome. And if your body's saying it's flight or fight time, I guess, is what she said. And she said, when imposter syndrome hits, it is your body saying you're about to level up. Mm-hmm. You're about to hit that next level. Yep. So fight through that because once you get over that hump you're at the next level you yes and and her talking about that was just it's like oh my gosh she's absolutely right because I'm scared to death of this particular thing that I'm doing but I know that if I get through this piece it's just going to get me that much further to what my big goals are Mm -hmm. and every once in a while it sinks in and you got to bite that bitch in the ass and kick her out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, and it, it is such a tough thing to go through when you're brand new in your career and whenever you're making big changes in your career too. So Mm -hmm. it, like Michelle said, it hits you at every stage. Right. I think as new entrepreneurs, we can definitely, it's a calming notion to know that, okay, it's not because I'm new. This is a normal thing to go through. And Kat, as you know, in your business, training people to be more confident in themselves, I'm sure you have a lot of experience working people through their imposter syndrome. And I'd like to hear your perspective on that as well. 
Yes. And you know what, Michelle, you hit the nail on the freaking head because at QVC and I worked at QVC for 10 years and I saw all of these different level of celebrity, you know, retired, mostly retired celebrities. (laughs) Let's be real. And it's like, they would come off and off camera and ask, was that good? You know, like I, there were so many insecurities that I saw and it like shook me to my core. I'm like, I found myself and here's the thing. I wasn't, I'm not at that level of notoriety. So I didn't feel as like that heavy of weight, but when you see that it really does put everything into perspective. It's like, wow. At the end of the day, we all are human. It doesn't matter what level you're at. The imposter syndrome will hit you at some point or another. And I saw so much of that on display when I was at QVC. It's just, it's just the name of the game. And Um, as far as growing people and Lori, I love what you were told and what you just said about like, when you, when you hit that moment of like, this is really uncomfortable. I don't feel good because I was transitioning from local television, local TV news into QVC. And I remember thinking, oh my God, all of these eyes are going to be on me now. I never, I've never had this many people watching me and what are they going to think? And now it's, it's a different level of presentation. Now I'm going to really show who I am in the news. It's cut and dry. I'm reading scripts and I'm going live on the scene and giving factual information. So, and it's not that you're not doing that on home shopping TV, but it is a different medium. There's more personality involved. Will people like me? It's like, and coming from a, a, it also involves your past too. coming from a people pleasing place my whole life. That was like, you could tell that was on my mind a lot. This podcast was hard for me. I was terrified. Episode one. I'm like, Oh my God, I have never done this in my life. And it still creeps up. You know, I'm not going to sit here and act like, Oh, I'm the best. You know, I, I never have these issues because I go on camera and that's, I am human. I'm human. And we all are. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much for cat or thank you so much cat. (laughs) <laughs> You're thank welcome. you so much for cat we just love having you on You're the show so welcome it's for Sydney. Uh, <laughs> now faith your main persona is like this badass i'm no one can fuck with me i am on top of my shit all the time like do you experience imposter syndrome and how do you get yourself through that um yes i think so here's where i disagree with a few people talking about it everyone experiences imposter syndrome everyone does my thought is, and this is where I disagree, is that you you have to own that imposter syndrome. Like you have to know that you're in imposter syndrome before you could ever, ever, ever think about moving out of it. And a lot of people, when they come into the space, like newbies, I experienced it a lot when I first came into the space. Like I was so unsure. I'm like, oh, I just learned this new skill. I'm going to be able to do I'm so good at it, blah, 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 blah. Everyone says I'm so good at it, but then I'm heading to that next level, just like they were saying. And that you, you're like, oh shit, now what? These people are so much better than me. These people are like amazing. Who am I? Who am I? And that's when you start getting into that doubt. It's like, I'm nobody. Like these people have been here for 10 years. Like they're totally rocking this. They got this client. They got that client. The thing with imposter syndrome is, is you're comparing your day one or your day 30 to their day 9,645. Like, you're not even on the same book, let alone the same playing field. And to help battle imposter syndrome, you have to take a step back, focus on who you are, like who you want to be. So on the online space, it is all about literally crafting your world. You're crafting your persona 
and what you want people to think of you out there. That is exactly what you do. And a lot of people, when they come into the space, they think, oh, it's just, this is what's going to happen. Or this, I don't know which way it is on the screen, but I'm trying to do an upward motion here. <laughs> so you're, you think that that's, it's just linear. It's going to be like that. But it is absolutely not because as soon as you get to one plateau, you hit that again and you have to spiral around a little bit until you get a handle on it. And then you go up again and then you spiral around a little bit until you get, you know, that's, and that's never a straight shot. Like, I don't know what, <clears throat> I know when I got in here, I thought, okay, I'm going to hit it big and it'll be golden. Everything will be fine. I'll be, you know, it'll just be amazing. And then it's like, no, you hit one mountain after the next and you have to continually scale these mountains keep going and I have a specific case in point about my my um, imposter syndrome so three years ago <clears throat> excuse me three years ago I had long hair it was down the middle of my back and I had it up I was on camera I was doing all the things but I didn't feel like me I it wasn't me and I was timid I was shy and I know people can't like think of me being that way but at that time I was. And then two years or a year after that, I had chopped like most of it off. It was down at my shoulders. I went and got professional photos. Like I had the makeup done because I was trying to fit in with where I thought or what I thought I needed to, to be at the level that I, that I thought that I wanted. Then it got to the point four months after I did that photo shoot, I spent all this money on these headshots. I chopped all my hair off and I had a faux hawk and I colored it purple. I'm like, this is me. That was when I started to step out. That was me showing up as my authentic personal self and not trying to be something that I wasn't, which is a huge case of imposter syndrome as well. And dude, everyone else is already taking, not to mention, you don't ever want to want to be a watered down version of someone else. And you can be an authentic version of yourself, like That's absolutely sad. step into it. Yep. 100%. <laughs> that was really long. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. I All think right. you were making super valid points. Oh, like, here. I have one more thing to say on that. <laughs> never, ever, 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 as million evers as you can put in there, ask what other people think ever. That opens yourself up for critique. And it's always one of those things. If you can't handle the answer, don't ask the question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Cause I will ask, but I, I know I'm asking for constructive feedback. Yes. Like what I right. just give it to me. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're not prepared for it, then don't even ask. If you can't handle it, don't source. ask. Yeah. It has to come from a trusted source. If you're just getting yeah. it from any Joe blow off the street, like it's not going to work. Can I just say so something? Sydney. Oh, oh sorry. sorry. I was going to say, so Sydney, what is your, yeah. What's oh, your experience no. with imposter yeah. syndrome and your thoughts on it? Right. I forgot to ask myself. So Sydney, <laughs> what do you think? Um, I know for me, imposter syndrome, that has been present pretty much my whole life. I mean that, and, and that's one thing that I wanted to touch on too. Like imposter syndrome isn't just present for business owners. It's present throughout everyone's life. And that once we hit the plateau, when we're ready to level up, whether that may be in parenting or in dealing with family matters or at your job, your nine to five, something like that, the, the imposter syndrome kicks in. And I found that when my imposter syndrome hits me the hardest, it's my ego trying to protect me. So my yeah. ego is going to keep me in a position where I'm comfortable so that I can continue to think, yeah, I'm a badass. 
know, cause we always right. want to feel good about ourselves. So when, when I start testing my boundaries, testing my limits and expanding beyond those limits, my ego gets, gets a little insecure. So it's not necessarily me that's getting insecure in my abilities because it's proven, you know, I know that I'm good at what I do because it's, I've helped other people doing it, but it's my ego going, well, we could get hurt or that may not work out or they right. may not like your hair color that way, or, you know, someone might say something bad about you during that live. So it's probably best to just not do that live and not show up, you know, and Kat, yeah. I know you're really familiar with that too. So ego is the grandfather of imposter syndrome for me. So I always have to take a look like at when that. I'm starting to feel that way. And when I'm starting to feel insecure about myself, I have to take a look at, at my ego. I have to check that for sure, because it's, I never, it's never me thinking bad about myself, you know, cause nobody wants to think bad about themselves. It's, it's my ego keeping me in a comfortable place so that I don't grow. So that right. my ego never has to go through growth. Right. Well, I remember at QVC, the stylist, she came to me and they said, we're going to put you with the stylist. Cause you're all over the place. And I was like, okay. Like I, I, it's not that I didn't think that I didn't look good, but what happened is I met with the stylist. She sat me down. She walked through a process with me. I changed things. I got some highlights in my hair. Like she was suggesting things. And guess what? I felt better than ever. I was like, you're right. This, lo <laughs> this looks so much better. So it's also having trust in professionals as well, giving you mm -hmm. feedback. I'm, I'm very, I take that very seriously. My career, I used to you know, go live in Nashville and study music. I would stand in front of people and they would raise their hands and they'd either tear you to pieces or they'd say, great job. And it wasn't, it was just because that's what we were there to do. So it is like having that trust in the process and not letting it get to you so much too, is that, you know, it's for, it's just to better yourself. And that's, that's how I always take it is that if it doesn't change and I don't feel aligned with it, fine. I won't necessarily go that direction. But if someone who is a professional is telling me this is going to elevate you and it's going to make, you know, for a better experience, then I'll, I'll take it into consideration and I'll do it. Um, so that's another piece that I wanted yeah. to add. Yeah, no, I completely right. agree. It's like, if you're going to ask for advice, make sure you're checking with the right people. For instance, I wouldn't ask right. someone how to build a house that doesn't know how to build yeah. a house, right? You know, I'm going to go to right. someone. And I think that we see a lot in the coaching industry too. We, we see these people ask their peers and their friends, especially in these Facebook groups and things of that nature. What do you think about me releasing this project? What do you think about my logo? Does my branding fit? How's my website doing? Do you think I should maybe even do a website in the first place? Like all of these questions when it's like, are you asking a web designer what your website looks like? How about a funnel designer? Are they telling you exactly how that funnel should run? Because if they're not an expert, they probably aren't gonna give you the right information. But so, even at that point, when you ask those people, like if someone were to come to me mm -hmm. with their funnel and say, does the, is this me? Does this match? It always, it also has to go back to, are you being authentic to who you are? Cause if you're not, then that funnel will never, ever match you no matter what you do to it, no matter how many times you optimize it, no matter anything, it's, it's not going to work because right. you're trying to be someone else. Yeah. I know Mich Natalie had something to say on that. Yeah, too, I just want to say I'm in an industry where um, imposter sy syndrome runs rampant. Um, and a lot of that even comes from the artists and the people working in the industry. So we're told each new trend that comes out is what you have to do and make people mm. look like, right? We're told that this is the new makeup palette. It's the best one. You don't have it. That doesn't mean you're a legit makeup artist, you don't have a YouTube channel, what do you mean, right? Um, 
your skin isn't flawless, but this makeup artist makes everyone's skin flawless because she put it through an, a, a face tune app, right? And, and so we're in, I'm in an industry where a lot of times we're told how to make people look and be as opposed mm-hmm. to those people wanting to feel and look like they should. And so it's almost like we give people an imposter syndrome in the industry at times, um, whether they're celebrities or just everyday people. I mean, I'll sit with a bride that will say, I don't wear a lot of makeup. I don't want to look like I'm wearing a lot of makeup, but can you make me look like Kim Kardashian? And I'm like, okay, one and the other are not the same. <laughs> so, right. This is good. So no, I cannot. <laughs> right? Because that's, you're not going to be comfortable in who you are as yourself. And so I had to go through this process in my own industry where I had to come back to myself and my values within the industry and what I wanted to promote as how makeup should be and feel from my perspective, as opposed to what the industry was telling me to make people feel like, or what social media was telling people they had to look and be like. And so I think we just have to remember to, to give ourselves grace because as you said, ego plays a huge role in it. And every next level of your life is going to feel very anxious and up and scary before you level, right before you're about to level up, it's going to be the hardest part. Yep. You're like, I'm giving up. I want to be done. That's it. I can't do it. We're done. Burn like, it to the ground right now. Yes. <laughs> um, but then it, it is putting your ego in check and realizing that's just something in my head. That's also something that other people can put on you because of their own limitations and limiting beliefs. Yeah. Right. And then what you can do is just say, I'm still staying true to who I am. Even if I go to that next level, that doesn't mean I've changed as a person. It just means that I've evolved as a human being. Right. Um, and yeah. I'm evolving my business and, and how I work and, and the things that I'm doing. I mean, First time I ever worked with a celebrity, I'm like, wait, I can work with celebrities, you know, as if like I wasn't qualified enough. And yet I was very much qualified. But you still you think that in your head because you look at um, stature as something yes. uh, as something above you when the reality is, is it's really not. It's just um, it's just it's just how um, programs have happened in our life to think people here or above you. And the reality is we're all equal. We're all humans. We're, we all have the same emotions, right? And so yeah. we, we're, we're going to feel that way. And it can be scary and whatnot, no matter any time you put yourself out there. So, right. uh, so and you, you might question yourself along the way every time. Like I, I questioned myself last week at a taping that I was at for a local uh, station here in Boston um, because I hadn't worked with that person yet. And for some reason, at this point in my career, I, I work with a lot of people I haven't worked with. And then I do have my regulars I work with now. And mm-hmm. so it was like, oh, well, she doesn't really know my style. Is she going to like my style? Is it going to be, are we going to mesh? Is it going to be? And then I'm like, what am I doing? Right. Is, I'm, I do this every day. What am I doing? Right. <laughs> Get together, Natalie. Get it together. Yeah. Get your shit together, Natalie. Like I had to tell myself that at five in the morning, right. get your shit together. Like this, they hired you for a reason. You have the talent, you know what you're doing, go do it. So, yeah, that's interesting. Cause I, and I love that you said that because when I started at QVC, I'm like, <gasps> like, Oh my God, there are robotic cameras or state of the art lighting. I've never, <laughs> I mean, it's cool. I've visited studios like that, but I've never presented in them. 
And I was, I was 23 at the time. I was so young, so green. And I'm like, how are people trusting me <laughs> to, do, right. to do this? And we, ha I had so many conversations. I remember when I first started, they wanted me to be this, like, wear your suit, wear, you know, yeah. kind of look masculine because you are representing yes. Dell computers. So you need to not wear heels. You need to not, you have to wear flats. You have to make sure you're suited up. And I'm like, that is not who I am. And I remember having this conversation with them because I, I did. And it was a, it was a whole thing. And I said, that is not how I identify with this. I love the tech side of things, but in, on this network, in this situation, I feel that I am the girl from small town, Pennsylvania. I am your friend to lean on. I'm here to help you relate to computers in the way that, that I do in a way that you understand. And this, I don't feel like that masculine techie energy. So we, I had to sit down with executives at QVC and at Dell and it was this whole thing. Um, and so that's where the stylist conversation came in too, because it was like, okay, well, right now we need to, well, let's get it all across right. the line. And it made sense to me and everything felt really good. And that's the way we went and it worked out, but I totally agree with you guys and that you have to feel aligned with what you're doing. I don't care who you're working for. If you don't feel good about what you're putting out there into the world, it's not, it, everybody will see right through it. Everybody right. will see yeah. right oh, through absolutely. it. Yep. Yeah. 10,000%. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, does anyone have any last like final thoughts on this topic? Um, I would just say that remember anytime you're comparing yourself to anybody on social yes. media or online, you, you are comparing yourself to what they want you to see, mm -hmm. not yeah. what the reality is. And so, um, so, you know, it's, don't, I, I can't even really talk today. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> don't just remember that your day one could be somebody else's day 1500. And yeah. your day one is not any less valuable than that person's day 1500, because they had to have a day one as well. And okay. so, you know, if you're questioning your worth or yourself, or if you can do something, that's okay. And that's normal. But then get yourself in check around yourself with the right people, ask somebody that you see who you want to exude and become and be like, how maybe they did it. And if that speaks to you, you don't have to do what they do. If that speaks to you, then it can also help you get out of that mindset of, am I, should I really be doing this? Should I really be like, am I really this person? Because at any level, I work with people at all levels of society and, and, um, you know, levels and social media and stuff like that. And I've worked with billionaires to people that, you know, know me from up the street because they want to have their makeup done for an event, right? Nobody is superior to anybody else. They're just might be at a different financial level. And every single person has this in their mm -hmm. life. So, um, so again, we're all, you know, we're all humans and we all go through it. So don't, don't come down on yourself for when you are going through that. Yeah, totally. Right. And also to kind of piggyback yeah. on what Natalie and Faithful said about someone's day one versus someone's day 1500 <laughs> is uh, this was told to me by other people. And um, like, cause we all, when we step into 
an industry, we do want to look at the people that are running the industry at the moment. Yeah. And that's okay to kind of get guidance and reassurance and all of those things. But if you are on your day one and you can find their day one, I've yes. always told that you go back to their day one and see where they started at to kind of like understand like their growth process and then insert yourself into that because that could also be like your trajectory and your growth process. So you get to go back and see where they started and that's not what they look like today. Right. Right. Absolutely. You, you can glow actually, up. You see the glow up. Yeah. Glow up, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that doesn't mean what you look like. <laughs> I call oh. it the glow up is like your business. So I, <laughs> let me be clear. <laughs> I love it. I love, I always tell my clients with on camera, cause there's a, a tangible representation of like, here's where you were way back when. And it's so yeah. cringeworthy. Yeah, <laughs> like right. for me, I can't, I can't even, I can't even look right. at it. It's just no. so, oh, no. And, um, you know, you grow, you just, you grow and we all started somewhere and it's, it's okay. It's okay. Yep. It's almost yep. like when you try to fit a square peg in a round <laughs> hole, like yeah. you're, you're trying to fit yourself into someone else's mold and it's just not working. And you keep beating yourself up about it. You're like, why can't I just be like this person? Why can't I just do things like them? Why can't I just be why, why, why? And in reality, it's because you have to find your own style. You have to find who you are within that so that you can properly represent yourself um, and go forth with that and create your own freaking, you know, square hole or round hole or whatever kind of hole you want, you know, star. I don't know, whatever. I like the star. Yeah. I like the star too. Go with the star. I like the star. I'm actually wearing my key, my key necklace. Huh? I'm wearing love today. Oh, I love that. I'm wearing emptiness. So <laughs> I'm wearing emptiness. Oh my God. That's my life. That's <laughs> not emptiness. That's openness a, and acceptance. Glass half full, y'all. Glass half full. Absolutely. Love that. Right. I think for yeah. me, imposter syndrome is something that, you know, Yes, you struggle with it daily and or daily, weekly, monthly, what have you, whenever it creeps up. But, you know, after a hearing faith say, you know, recognize it, understand it, and mm-hmm. figure it out and move from it. That, that's something that you kind of take into your, your thoughts when it happens to you, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that gave me something new to think about, Faith. Yeah. Well, I think that is push, when you push through it, but that's, you know, what you made, said made a lot of sense about recognize what's happening. Yeah. Well, and it also helps you to take a step back. Like, why mm-hmm. am I feeling these feelings? Like, yeah. why does this keep coming up? Mm-hmm. Why am I struggling with this so hard? When you can figure out that why, and that's getting to know yourself as a person, like, oh, I'm struggling because I'm trying to do it this way when I don't need to do it that way. I need to do it. I need to figure out my own way. When I figured that up, like I was able to create content so fast, so quickly and just have stuff out there. Yes. So good. I would add to Lori and Faith too. um, It's also who you surround yourself with many times as well, because what happens is you can, you can be thinking that you're doing something great and you might surround yourself with people that just maybe aren't doing the same things as you. And because of that, 
you're kind of taking on that energy too, right? Where, right. And that doesn't mean like you, you stop being friends or knowing those people, but when you start to feel that imposter syndrome and you're not having people in your life, you're having people in your life feed that imposter syndrome. That's when it's time to look at yourself and go, okay, if this is the business I want to have, I need to start to kind of reach out and be friends or talk to other people in that business. So then you can have a group of people that you don't have to stop being friends with your friends because they just might not have a business. And then you might be out at dinner and you're talking and, and they don't understand anything you're talking about. So it's kind of irrelevant to them. So then they're not helping you through that. Mm -hmm. So then you can find another tribe of people that you do connect with in a business sense. And then that, that kind of helps you, right. That kind of helps you get out of that imposter syndrome because you're seeing other people do what you want to do or doing what you're doing. And then you realize, okay, I can do this too. That's something I was thinking about earlier when we brought this up, Nat, like, Oh, really? (laughs) Yes. It's true that osmosis, you are the, the average of the people you spend your time around. And if those people are not supportive of what you're doing, if those people are not seeing the vision that you have, be very wary and be very careful. Keep your distance. You don't need to necessarily them out of your life, but just keep your distance. And and so like people who do (laughs) goodbye. No, and for those reasons, I'm out. I'm out. (laughs) Yep, for that reason, I'm out. (laughs) Fine. It's so funny. Oh my god. I would like, and there's one more thing that I wanted to add to. Recently, I learned this this really cool trick where when you're feeling anxious, I learned that the feeling of anxious and excitement in our body chemically is very similar. So you can easily trick your brain when you're feeling like, Oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do this. Oh, they're going to hate me, blah, blah, blah. They're going to judge me, switch it into, this is going to create so many amazing opportunities for me. I can't wait to see what happens after this. And that has helped me so much with throughout since I've learned that trick with like everything business wise, getting on social media, showing up and doing these podcasts, uh, home stuff, tough conversations with family, like all of those things, I'm able to switch it and give it a positive spin. So I'm not necessarily trying to get rid of the butterflies, but I'm embracing them and kind of manipulating the way that I perceive them. So that's, that's been really helpful for me. I love that. There's a big thing out there to where um, if you, so like if you hate doing something, so like say a lot of people hate exercising, they hate doing it. It's just like the bane of their existence, right? So if you start to smile and sing, your brain automatically triggers a happiness because you can't be sad if you're singing. You cannot be sad if you're singing. And so if you sing while you're exercising, then that trains your brain to think, oh, I like this. This is a good thing, not a bad thing. And it kind of like, it's like a little psychological thing, um, which leads me, one of my ex-boyfriends was applying for some position out. I think it was in Montana and like the troopers out there on the horsebacks or something like that, because they have a lot of open wilderness out there. And apparently he told me, I don't know if this is true or not. So please don't quote me on this. But he said that when they were out there going through this training, that if someone was confrontational with them, like they had to step up, the trooper did or the the horse rider or whatever, had to step up to them and they would have to start singing to them, de-escalate the situation. And I'm like, what song was that? Now you're messing with the son of a bitch. Like, like, what what song are you going to sing to someone when that happens? 
Well, listen, I, I studied voice and it's like, for me, you, when you sing a melancholy tune, it's right. like connecting it to something in your life and you very much do feel it, but yes. we're saying that it's not that you're, it's not that you're not sad. It's more of a release. Like for me, it's more it of a therapeutic yeah. thing. And oh. I feel like I always feel so light after I sing and I, st I still have a s imposter syndrome with my voice singing wise. It's still hard for me to put that out into the world. I don't talk about it a lot because it's weird. And I've performed in stadiums across the, like I've done so many things with my voice and so many people have heard it, but it's like, it's very private to me, but it does change the way that yeah. it, it does. Yeah. It, it's so much a release and so therapeutic. It feels I'm a, ner I'm a nerd and I sing in a chorus with my mother. I love it. You know, I love that. <laughs> awesome. Could you think about how much better you feel when you're in the car, the tunes are blasting yep. and you're singing <laughs> and you're rocking out to whatever it is. And then you look so over good. and the person's gone. All right. <laughs> Everybody does it and it makes you feel good. One right. of my favorite things on earth to do, I sing in that chorus, but, but one of my favorite things on earth to do, and you could ask anybody in my life is to just get in my car and drive yes. and listen to music. I will literally drive like miles around the same way over and over. It's like I'm in a jam or in a tune or like there's a track or CD I'm listening to, right? iTunes now, right? Or that, and they just keep I'm like, some mic drops. I'm like, I need Whitney. I need Whitney. And I'm just Whitney after Whitney after Whitney. You know, it, there's something therapeutic about that. So. Yeah. 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 Imposter syndrome 101, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, get in your freaking car. I love yes. it. I love it. Yeah. Well, I think we're out of time today, ladies. We all got things to do, businesses to run, names to take. So Asses to kick. Let's go. Let's Asses to this kick. Hell yeah, face. Right. Okay, yeah. so forget about the uh, about that is, uh, we're going to wrap it up here. Bye. 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 Six women on the internet coming together for intimate conversations about difficult topics with soft hearts and strong voices. This is Red Lips and Mic Drops. Red Lips and Mic Drops. Big hips and lip gloss I'm talking issues and our thoughts The world's unfair so let's talk Red lips and mic drops Big hips and lip gloss I'm talking issues and our thoughts The world's unfair so let's talk